This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 040, El Dorado. Here it comes another lonely day Playing the game I'll sail away On a voyage of no return to sea If eternal life is meant to be And if I find the key Eternal dream And I will stay I'm not leaving What's that song all about? El Dorado is the fourth song on side two, ninth track on the album of the same name. It was recorded over the summer of 1974 at the Delane Lewis Studios in London. In the liner notes for the 2000 box set, Flashback, Jeff Lynne wrote, I had great fun creating characters in a dream world. For once, I had the whole concept before I started writing it. In the liner notes for the 2001 remaster of El Dorado, Jeff said, This song is where the dreamer wakes up to reality then decides he likes his dream world better and tries to get back to El Dorado. In a 1988 issue of Face the Music fanzine, Andrew Whiteside wrote, El Dorado sees the dreamer finally decide which course he will take, either reality or fantasy. The dreamer decides to go on the ultimate quest, the key to the eternal dream, to be free of the world. All he finds, however, is death. Christian fundamentalists accused the band of sneaking in a satanic message when the opening lines were played backwards. On the June 27, 1983 episode of Rockline, Jeff Lynne said, Anybody who can write a song forwards and have it say something else backwards has got to be some kind of genius, and that I ain't. (laughs) You know, you can't do that. You know, it's impossible. I was upset at first by the accusations of that. But now I think it's kind of funny. It's hard enough to get it right forwards. <laughs> yeah, you should try. You should try making records and producing them yourself. It's very difficult to get it sound good in the right direction, let alone backwards. In April 2012, Kenny Denton wrote, Once the track was in a reasonable shape, Jeff would put down a guide vocal, slurring through a melody with an occasional lyric line. The original guide lyric for the chorus of El Dorado was, I'm dying. If you can imagine working on these titles in the early stages with the non-lyric vowel sounding melody from Jeff over the ambient track sound with the absence of the wonderful string arrangements and magnificent choral additions from Lou Clark, the whole album sounded like a bunch of rough, cheap demos. It was released as the American B-side to Boy Blue in 1975 and the B-side for the British release of Wild West Hero in June 1978. The song was covered by Fleming and John in 2001 and sampled by Jay Dilla for the song Flying Voices. The very unusual story of a dream that was made of the stuff that killed. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And we have reached El Dorado. One of my favorite ELO songs, period. I normally listen to it along with the finale, but I guess we're going to be doing the finale next week. But as for this one, we finally have the culmination of everything this dreamer has been aiming for. 
In fact, his biggest dream is to leave the entire world behind and just live in his own little world. And, well, he's saying that he's going to do it, and he's really sure he's going to do it, and this is the point, and, uh, well, we know he's just going to be back at the office tomorrow. Back at the bank job in the city. Exactly. Um, I went 27 years, one week, and about nine hours without a girlfriend. I'm a painfully shy, socially inept, introverted goober. And you mix that in with being completely clueless about when somebody's interested in you, then yeah, you don't really have much of a dating life. And for pretty much every single day for about 11 years, I was fairly seriously depressed about it. So there were many, many, many mornings when I would wake up and the first thing that would come to my head or that I would mutter or sing is, here it comes another lonely day. And I think even without my own baggage or that kind of baggage attached to those words, the way Jeff sings it and with the music, it really punches you in the feels and you can really feel just how devastated this guy is that... uh, I'm here, in reality. My lonely life, my boring bank job in the city that William Tell and Ivanhoe and Lancelot would not envy. So the emotion attached to this in the music, this song is just friggin' awesome, just musically. And just the feeling, the, the power that it has with it, it's, it's, uh, it's a fan-damn-tastic way to almost end a fan-damn-tastic album. It definitely is, and I love the way that he sings it on here. Mm -hmm. The voice that he uses on here, because where all the other songs where he's this hero, he does all these different, very confident voices and everything, and then all of a sudden here, it's just this kind of shaky, just woke up, not sure about myself kind of voice. But every time he sings about how he's going to be where he wants to be, how he's going to achieve his actual dreams, all of a sudden the voice gets confident again. You're right. That's something I've never noticed before. When he's singing the songs about in the dream world, Jeff is like there, and he's it, the way he sings it shows how great it is to be in this dream world, and he's having a wonderful time. This is the one that I've always wanted, and I'm having a great time here. And then when he comes out of it, yeah, in El Dorado, he's very bummed out, and he shows it in the voice, and he's... I, it's just, it's a perfect friggin' song. Yeah, in this case, El Dorado being that unattainable, that golden city that was a myth that was never found, he still is confident that maybe he will someday achieve his goal of just living within his world and not having to deal with reality whatsoever. Yeah. It's a bit sad on that end as well, because you'd really hope that he would go out and find himself somebody and actually try to live more the life he wants to, even if it's not going to be up to the level of his fantasies. But at least in some way, he is attaining some sort of happiness. Yeah. Jeff Lynne did not produce Roy Orbison until 87, 88. I mean, when they started working together. Um, in the mid-70s, Roy was a has-been at this point. He even did a disco song that's embarrassing to listen to. You're a liberated woman, but you still know how to use your feminine wives. You're a boogie, baby. And he should have been working with Jeff in the mid-70s because this song really sounds like a Roy Orbison kind of song. 
not just in Jeff's voice, but even in the music and in the tone of the song. This is a very Orbison-y song. A lot of his vocals attain that Orbison type of quality on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely tell the influence there in a lot of this. Oh, yeah. Even Illusions in G Major, because Orbison started off doing that type of music before he got really into the more operatic tone that is his biggest hits head. Yeah, and Jeff has said that he hates, I don't know about hates, he really doesn't like working with horns. But I think the horns on this song work much better than it would have been if it was just solid strings. Right. So this is the song that is has a big mark in ELO folklore. I've heard the story before. I've heard it lots of times. I know it's why Secret Messages was made. I know why it's the backwards message at the beginning of Face the Music. But I never knew which song it was. I thought it was Face the Music. This is the one where ELO was slapped with being a satanic band because some Christian nutball said that when you play the opening lines backwards, it says, He is the nasty one. Christ, you're infernal. It is said we're dead men. Oh, everyone who has the mark will live. Okay. <laughs> Now, if Jeff Lynn was that creative to be able to say that much backwards, you would think that he would just go ahead and put it forwards. <laughs> yeah, well, he said in 1983, he, he said something along the lines of, it's hard enough to write a song forwards. You have to be some kind of freaking genius to be able to write something backwards. And it's hard enough to produce things forwards to get the sound you want. And now you're doing it backwards, knowing full well that what you're saying forwards will say it backwards when it's played backwards just the way you want. That's uh, some creativity from some crazy people, I guess? Yeah. Basically, if you want to hear something, you're going to hear something. Yes, actually. I wonder how many backward messages there are in Donny Osmond. I I really don't want to start listening to Donny Osmond album (laughs) records backwards to find him. It's hard enough for me to stand them forwards. It's probably all quotes from the Book of Mormon, so... <sighs> Corrupting people. You gotta stop it, you rock stars. Yep. Got something to say about Eldorado? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Midnight on the Water, a novel by Pam Van Allen, tells the story of Horace, a man with a bank job in the city, who escapes from his dreary, lonely life into an elaborate dream world of knights, shamans, and merry men. Based on the 1974 Electric Light Orchestra album, El Dorado, Midnight on the Water by Pam Van Allen is available at Amazon.com. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I love the song that I will never forget. 
it. Wow, she liked it. Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some good at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 041, El Dorado Finale.